Hi Alice, welcome to the Hi Alice podcast. This is a Christmas special in that didn't put a podcast out when I normally do on the weekend because uh, we'd had that really cold period of weather and the house here was very, very cold. It was too cold to do anything, basically too cold to be motivated to do anything other than get under a as many blankets as possible. Thanks for the feedback. Uh, well, not feedback, but like nice comments uh, about the episode uh, last last episode um, where I was saying about Eduarda. I appreciated your comments. Kaz is doing a workout downstairs and it's making the door upstairs rattle a bit so that might come through on the microphone in case you're wondering what that is. Christmas. I'm recording this on... Christmas Eve in the morning. Christmas Eve in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, Christmas is a bit of a weird one this year. I would say, so two years ago, Kaz and I did this thing where we were trying to reclaim it, do it how we wanted to do it, and do it kind of away from each of our families of origin. But uh, without going into into it about uh, Kaz's issues of her family, because that's not mine to speak about on a public forum, even though you are the only listener. I do get the statistics. No one else named Alice has gone, oh, a podcast for me. I'm called Alice, but I don't seem to know the person who's doing it, but it says, hi, Alice. My name's Alice. I'm going to listen. Nobody's done that so far. She's got issues with her family and her parents, and she doesn't, she's no contact with them both, so Christmas is kind of a triggering time of year for her, and so our reclaiming of it, some of it went okay, but I mean, really, she wasn't happy over Christmas, and yeah, kind of, you you, you can't really, I mean, Christmas, I've always said, like, once you grow up, it's a lot to do with kids anyway, I think, so it's probably a lot easier get really into it when you've got a kid because they're really into it but so there's there's kind of that going on and then yeah stuff my family uh kind of in a similar place with my family um where i'm just kind of doing the bare minimum of of contact and they're doing a thing where they're pretending nothing's happened because that's the kind of mo of codependent family dynamic and one in which nobody has any boundaries and boundaries are not only not respected but detested when they're brought up and the person who brings them up me is the uh is the problem not the fact that there's no boundaries so i had made it i found i thought abundantly clear to my mum that i wouldn't be coming back for christmas and then a few weeks later maybe six weeks later something like that she got my dad to ring me and she had that and she had me on speakerphone they had me on speakerphone so she was there as well which they told me and my dad was he was asking me to send a christmas card to my grandma because she lives in a she's she lives in, in a home now and uh, that's basically the only thing that my dad ever asks me to do is to send her a birthday card and send her a, a christmas card and it essentially that's like part of that's like an extension of his dynamic with her where he f- feels all these responsibilities towards her and, and, and so it's literally the only thing that he will ever ring me and ask me to do so I just do it I mean it's not a big deal obviously but so he, he wanted to, to remind me that he also wanted to tell me that because he lent me his 
guitar when I moved to Exeter, and it's um it's his best guitar. It's a guitar uh, that I'd never be able to. Well, I don't know about never, but I certainly wouldn't be able to afford it at the moment. And uh, it's, it's a guitar that's probably way too good for my skill level of guitar. I won't say the value of it, just in case there's burglars listening, but yeah, it's a, it costs more than my car. That was on loan to me, essentially, because he had had he had had uh, an injury on his hand where he couldn't where he then bought a shorter scale guitar so the frets are slightly closer together because he's he does a lot of complicated things that I can't that I can't do. He he bought a shorter scale guitar and he said you, you can you know, I'm not gonna be playing I'm not gonna be playing my my Martin so you you can keep hold of that for for the for the time being. But he was letting me know he said yeah my hands like gotten worse not better so he said I'm not gonna be playing my I'll never he's basically said he's not going to play his, that guitar so he said that's mine now he said I can do what I want with it I can sell it if I want um, which I wouldn't do it's had a bit of damage to it he accidentally he used to store he used to have the guitar like on a stand and then he had uh, like wardrobes and he put the case on top of the wardrobe and then one day he was moving it or trying to clean it or something and the case just like smashed down onto the guitar which was you know, the, the very thing that the case was made to do was protect the guitar and it ended up destroying it a story as old as time but yeah we got it it got repaired but i would imagine that now i mean it still plays really nicely it still sounds really good and everything i'm sure it's absolutely fine but obviously if you were going to buy a guitar that costs a few grand you're probably going to prefer to have a pristine one so it probably doesn't hold the value that it should do at this point but i i just wouldn't sell it anyway unless i was that's why I was desperate, you know, I wouldn't be homeless rather than keep the guitar. <laughs> I'd try sell it to pay rent or something like that, if, if anything, uh, if it ever came to that. Other than extreme scenarios, I, I wouldn't sell it. Obviously, it's got some sentimental value now as well, because my dad's given it to me. I won't go into a complete hour-long counselling session of uh, talking about my parents, but it's really, like, I don't really have too much of a problem with my dad, to be honest. It's more to do with my mum. And then my dad is just, like, just backs her up, <laughs> essentially. He was saying... Because I had said that I might be going to London for Christmas to Kaz's sister, because Kaz's sister has just bought a house in London, and she was perhaps going to have like her siblings for Christmas, but that didn't happen in the end. They're not. They don't feel like their house is ready. And to be honest, I'm not sure I would have gone anywhere. Anyway, I might have just stayed here anyway because I just didn't really want to travel because uh, I haven't had. Other than when I had COVID this year, I haven't had a full week off just because I've used up my holiday in little bits and. I had to book a load of half days to go to the orthodontist quite a lot. So that like ate into my holiday. So I haven't had like a full week off. And so Christmas this year is going to be the only full week off I've had in 2022. And so I just thought, I just don't want to, even if I didn't have any kind of issues going on with the family dynamic or, or anything like that, even just driving to Norwich and back or, or however you do it. And I mean, trains, I don't know what's, how reliable they are at the moment. Not very, I would imagine. It's two, you lose two days of travelling, and it's, it's, yeah, it's just. So I didn't really, I just didn't. I thought I'm just staying here, and I'm, and uh, yeah. But anyway, I thought I'd made it abundantly clear to my mum that that's that I wasn't. It didn't matter whether I was going to London or not. That I wasn't. I was going to be staying in. And then she got my dad to say to like, you know, say, oh, are you, are you going to London? And basically like ask if I, if I was coming back. And it just felt quite like shitty because it was just this thing of like. 
I've made it, I've already made it clear, and now you're like getting dad to do it because you know it's more difficult for me to like, say no to him. Or, yeah, you're like putting me back on the spot. You've, you've had the answer, and uh, it wasn't the answer you wanted, so now you're trying to get it in a different way, which is just this thing of like passive aggressive, like indirect communication, codependent, anxious attachment, <laughs> however you want to put it in the different various books I've read about these sort of things. So yeah, that was a bit like, uh, leave it out. That's where I'm at with my family. And then, so as I say, we had two years ago Christmas where we tried to kind of reclaim it and then Cass just had a miserable time. So it wasn't really a, it wasn't really a great time. And, you know, when you're with somebody and they're not enjoying it, it's kind of like, well, you know, I can't, it's not, not that it's like, oh, come on, cheer up. I want to enjoy Christmas. But it's kind of kind of takes the uh, shine off it a bit and then so last year Kaz had said oh, I'm just I just want to ignore Christmas I just want to just just don't even want to like take part I was like fine I'm, I'm happy I'm happy with that fine I said I don't he said she was like do you want to still have Christmas dinner I was like I don't mind if you want to have it fine just have absolutely no pressure on it and then she had said this to her brother she said yeah we're just ignoring Christmas this year but she said but you're welcome to come you know, you can come here if you want, but we're not doing Christmas, so that's up to you. And essentially, it was it was a bit strange, because then that was kind of agreed to, but then a bit later, her brother was just like, oh, well, it'll still be nice to have Christmas dinner. Oh, it'll still be nice to do this. It'll still be nice. And then essentially, it just turned into, I keep saying essentially now, it just turned into doing Christmas, but, but with, like him and his partner came, and they just almost kind of took over the house a bit, which was a bit like, okay. I didn't really enjoy that, to be honest. And it just kind of came out of nowhere because it's like, I agree to, I agree to them coming, like under the thing of, well, we're not really doing Christmas. And I was like, yeah, fine, so I don't have to make a big effort or whatever. But yeah, oh well. So that was a bit uh, not too enjoyable of a Christmas for me either. I hope they don't. Uh, Cass doesn't listen to this podcast, so that's fine. Uh, yeah, as I say, only you are listening. Statistics bear that bear that out, but yeah, it wasn't. It was just. It was just. You know, it wasn't a big deal. It was just this thing of. So I kind of had it in my head. It was going to be one way, and then it and then it turned out another. And it was like, okay. Now I'm in the. I felt like I was in the middle of someone else's Christmas in my own house. So that was a bit odd. But so this year, yeah, nobody's coming here, and uh, we're not going anywhere. And we're kind of just yeah. We're just. I would say it's more of a similar thing where we're we're not ignoring it, but we're not casters and. It's just a bad time of year for her, really. It just brings up loads of stuff for her, so... So, yeah, it's just... I'm just treating it as time off, basically. But last year, Kaz's brother is, a, is vegan, and her, his partner's vegan, so I didn't... Uh, I didn't have any pigs in blankets, out of respect. But I am having them this year. That's my one thing where I'm like, nah, I'm having that. I'm having that with Christmas dinner. Even though I found out that uh, pigs are smarter than dogs and more intelligent... They're like as intelligent as a toddler, apparently, and I was like, hmm. Well, very small tangent, can't be bothered to go massively into this, but they're basically, in my head, it's just cognitive dissonance, eating meat. And also, I do think it's probably quite good for you. Like, or at least easier to get certain things. Like, if you're eating a chicken stew, I think that's probably good for you. Uh, but, rather than only eating vegetables, and whatever else, but... I can't, I, I can't justify it. There's no, I don't think there's any justification to it. 
on the mass scale it's on. I think it's justified to eat meat if you are living on a farm in somewhere, or early agriculture, whatever. If you were living somewhere in the middle of nowhere and you hunted something and killed it and then ate it, I don't think there's anything morally wrong with that because there's, that's what animals do to each other. But I don't, there's, there can be no like justification for the, what goes on in terms of the absolute mass scale of it and just I just always feel massively vegans are correct to call me a massive hypocrite and, and whatever else um, because yeah how upset I get over you know, a baby magpie or you know like my cat that I had I'm still like upset about her death <laughs> and I still like wish she would come back to life um, you know so to have that like sensitivity over animals but then be like oh but then however millions a day are slaughtered or whatever but Anyway, that was a that was a that was a nice little uh, Christmassy tangent. That's kind of where I'm at with Christmas. Um, I'm just gonna try and get the enjoyment out of it that I can. But yeah, it's not like a super, not kind of super into it. I think it's strange, you know. Maybe uh, I think about this in terms of I I, I, mean, I spoke to my counselor about this about I think with with like having children specifically, where I'm kind of ambivalent about it. I said I, if I had a partner. Who like if I had just got onto someone and they really wanted kids, like I don't think I'd be like no way deal breaker for me. I think I probably would have just had kids by now, if if I was with somebody who wanted to. So I don't know if I just kind of go with the flow of it, in in terms of that, where it's like well I'm with someone who doesn't like Christmas, so it's like that's you know that's kind of that. I'll tell you what I do really like. I like Halloween. I think Halloween is fucking great. Ooh, an F word. I'm going to have to put explicit on this one. I love Halloween because you can do what you want. You can just totally ignore it if you want. You don't know, you can just do nothing. And nobody's like, what are you doing on Halloween? What? You're just staying in? Just staying in on your own on Halloween? What's the matter with you? Nobody says that. Especially not anywhere I've lived. Because I haven't lived anywhere northern. You know, like you said about, I think you were saying about baking cookies with Mars. Like, like spooky cookies. You can just do anything. You can... I just think it's great. I just love Halloween. Like this year, I just watched some sort of wholesomely spooky films. I watched uh, an Adam Sandler one on Netflix called Hubie Halloween, which was objectively bad, but I enjoyed it because <laughs> I quite like Adam Sandler. And I watched I watched a film from my childhood called Ernest Scared Stupid. I don't know if you ever used to watch any of the Ernest films, but I used to quite like them. And that was interesting to to revisit that childhood classic and uh what else do I, I think i watched i think i watched wendell and wild which was a uh, by henry selick stop motion film also also on netflix so yeah i just watched some and i, I you know i was cooking or washing up dishes that day because i was off that day that was like my last day off uh post covid well i still kind of i i think i was I, I tested positive for covid still on the sunday night but i was starting to feel a bit better on the monday so and i just thought i'm gonna have, i'm just gonna have halloween off because i don't want to go back in yet and i like halloween so i'm just gonna so yeah it was still pretty i mean i wasn't feeling great still but better than i had been yeah i was listening to this halloween playlist on spotify and it was that was you know i just I just really enjoy it. And in the ramp up, you can be like, oh, I'm going to watch loads of horror films in October or whatever. You know, you can just do what you like with it. You can dress up. You can not dress up. You can, yeah, I just think it's, I just really much prefer it. And it's not, it's not really mixed. You hear some people going like, oh, Halloween, why are we doing that load of American rubbish or whatever? But I mean, it's actually Irish is where it comes from. 
and then it became popular in America thanks to the massive amount of immigration to to, uh, to America from Ireland. To me, it's not wrapped up in a load of uh, whatever. You know, Christmas is a bit fraught, isn't it, with religion, commercialism, whatever else. But yeah, Halloween isn't. So I don't know. I just I just much prefer Halloween. I just it's, forward to next Halloween. I've got three tickets booked in 2023 to see comedians. The first one will be here in Exeter. I'm going to see uh, Garth Marenghi's book tour. I don't know if you've if you ever watched Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, I was a, I was a fan of that. Guy actually lives in Norwich. I used to see him and I used to think, is that Garth Marenghi? I thought, nah, it could be him. What would he be doing in Norwich? No, he does actually live in Norwich. So all the times that I thought that I thought I saw him like on the bus, I was like, "Why would Garth Marenghi be on the bus? Don't be mad." Because then uh, I think I was under the illusion at that point that anyone on TV was definitely very rich, uh, but it's not, you know, it's not necessarily the case. So I'm seeing him in Exeter. Kaz is like a huge fan of him, so that's this. I, I really like him as well. But yeah, that'll be that should be funny. And then I'm going to see Tim Heidecker in Bristol. I don't know if you're aware of Tim Heidecker. He, I think he's most famously part of Tim and Eric, kind of surrealist sketch show, I think was on Adult Swim. You've probably seen, you've probably seen at least memes of him, because he's like the, I don't know if you've seen that meme, it's free real estate. (laughs) He's, he's the person in that meme. So yeah, I'm going to see him. I became aware of him through this, it started as a podcast called On Cinema, at the cinema, where these two guys have discussions about film that are basically really vapid, and they just, they really like everything, and they give everything five bags of popcorn. <laughs> They've got a scale of everything, like, everything's five bags of popcorn. Well, uh, we got two movies, and you might say ladies get in free, half price, or, uh, uh, what's the expression, ladies night? It's ladies night. It's ladies night. Because uh, we got Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two, uh, which stars uh, Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, directed by Bill Condom, and it's just uh, another one of these f- vampire movies, I guess. And it's romantic, and it's uh, full of uh, these sort of situations, uh, which is turns out to be that's very interesting, uh, very scary at times but also a lot of romance and uh really well made so i recommend good soundtrack good soundtrack a lot of good songs and good cinematography if you're a film buff you notice things like that it's very misty and murky Mm -hmm. Um, you can tell that they shot a lot of this stuff in the woods and in certain locations that really worked yeah it's it's not the kind of film i would normally go see i haven't seen the previous one so it's hard to follow the plot not a lot of car crashes in this film, but... Uh, <laughs> no, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, would it be a great movie to see with friends? I'm giving it... Or by yourself. Great. Uh, I'm giving it to Twilight Saga Brown... Uh, saga... Saga... Uh, saga... It's Twilight Saga... Twilight Saga Breaking Bre- Dawn Part Breaking 2. Breaking Dawn Part 2. Uh, four bags of popcorn. And uh, how about you? I'm going to give it four bags of popcorn with reservations that if you haven't seen the others... Uh, you might want to brush up on him before you go see this one. And the dynamic is is that Tim is always veering off and talking about other stuff, talking about wellness or talking about any just he just he has all the or, or or music or anything. 
and Greg, Greg Turkington, just wants to keep it about movies. And that's, and that's the dynamic. And then they moved it from a podcast to a kind of web series again called on cinema at the cinema it just kept growing and growing and the storylines out of this thing that was apparently a spoof movie review show it just got more and more like the humor of it is the fact that it kept growing in this in this way and i had heard about it because i read a news article because they did they a storyline where where tim has accidentally uh, <laughs> may or may not have been responsible for the murder of like 20 kids at this music festival he put on by giving them these vape pens that were poisonous by accident and so he they did they did like a live trial the trial of Tim Heidecker which is this thing that was like like over four, four or five hours long and, it was, and, they, and they, they broadcast it live so yeah anyway I, I got into him watching that and then yeah he also does music and of I thought that his music would be comedy music but no he actually it's just kind of he's just kind of doing the music straight a lot of his audience is a bit too young i think to like his music because his music is very influenced by kind of by 70s singer songwriters like randy newman warren zevon that sort of thing and so they listen to his music and they're a bit like what then they're expecting it to be funny and it's yeah i mean it's got it's got like humor in it but it's not it's supposed to be laugh out loud funny and yeah, so on this tour, he does he does a stand-up character as well, where he's he's still just called Tim Heidecker, but it's and he, and it's called he did he did a special and released it on YouTube called No More Bullshit. So it's basically a parody of a certain type of male comedian. There has been plenty of people who have done deliberately bad stand-up. Ironically, this it it does it does work quite well because it's it's parodying something quite quite particular. And then, of course, Lady Gaga's out there doing her thing. How many Lady Gaga fans do we have here tonight? I'll count myself. I think what she's doing is important and cool. And um, I love, no, I love Lady Gaga. But what's next? Lord Goo Goo? Uh, a particular kind of untalented comedian. So I, I I quite enjoy that, and I like the music as well. He did he, he released an album this year called High School, and I actually really liked it because he released an album before that called Fear of Death. And it's this thing where it's like I like this, this is good. I don't know if you if you hadn't been a famous person before this that I don't think you would be able to bring out an album on on your own merit. I enjoy it, and he works with a lot of really good musicians, so it all sounds good. When I go to see him, what he'll do is he'll do it's one half stand up of the no more bullshit character, and then it'll be it'll be one half, and then the second half will be music. Tim Tim Heidecker and a very good band, um, because I don't know if if it was one or the other that I would kind of make the trip. If it was only the no more bullshit stand up. Or if it was only the music, I don't know if I would do it. But because it's like both, it's like, oh, okay, I would, yeah, both. I would like, that's, that's, I would like to see that. So yeah, I'm making the trip up to Bristol for that in March by coach. I'm probably a bit more excited about this one because uh, I didn't think it would happen. But 
Joe Parra from Joe Parra Talks to You is doing a, a small UK tour, which I didn't, I had no idea how big he was over here and whether or not it'd be worth it for him to come over and, and do a tour because he's been touring the US. But yeah, no, he's and he's playing Bristol as well. So I, I, I'd only just made my travel arrangements for Tim Heidecker, and then that, and then that got announced, and I bought my ticket for that and made travel arrangements for that. That's on. I think that's on the bank holiday bank holiday monday in may i'll be going to see that i'm very excited about that last time i went to bristol on the coach it was to go and see uh guillermo guillermo can never say say his name guillermo del toro's pinocchio because it was playing in a cinema in bristol so i wanted to see it on the big screen because i love guillermo he had a film because I, 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 I suffer quite badly with motion sickness. I think it's partly, I've got kind of um, like a bit of a sinusy thing where like my right ear kind of feels blocked quite a lot. I have to I have to make sure I drink a lot of water. That seems to help clear it a bit. But yeah, it's, it, my right ear is kind of almost like constantly like popping, which is like a sinusy thing, I think. And you know, like your inner ear balance is all to do with with, with, with motion sickness and stuff. Because I had it a little bit when I was younger, but nowhere, nowhere near to this extent. Because like, yeah, aeroplanes are just a really bad time for me. Yeah, being in the car when I'm not driving is usually a, a bad time. But I had gone on the coach to Birmingham to see Bright Eyes, as I had detailed in a previous podcast, and I didn't have any problem. I thought, oh, well, that's, you know, that's that's all right. Then I was I was fine on, on that coach, so so not, not to worry. So I don't know, I don't know what, it was this coach, because I when I went to Bristol last time, I, I did get the motion sickness, and when I get it, it kind of doesn't go away for a couple of days at least. It's not just like, oh, I feel a bit crap on the coach and then I get off and I'm okay it's like literally two days later I'm still I've still got this weird feeling in my head I I went on a few years ago I tried out somebody's like VR headset thing on their PlayStation and I played it for about five minutes and I for three days later I was still having to lie down and just felt (laughs) all when I when I came back from because I hadn't thrown up for a years for like over 15 years I think before I went to New York in 2016 and then on the flight to New York I threw up motion sickness I'd also I'd been watching films on uh, on the screen in front of me and apparently if you've got motion sickness that's like one of the worst things you can do is is, is like watch watch the films in front of you so I know that from now on. It's really horrible because I I don't know I've probably told you this story but like I threw up into the sick bag but then I was just like holding the sorry this is probably a bit gross I have you not eaten your dinner I threw it into the sick bag and then I was just like holding the sick bag and then the sick bag just broke and so like the sick went all over me anyway I was like oh <laughs> and then you just sat there covered in sick you know it was always one of those times where I'm more embarrassed about it in retrospect because at the time it's just like ah well, this has happened. It's like you know, you 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 always going beyond embarrassment in the moment. I don't know, but that wasn't ideal. That jumper was a write-off, and I liked that jumper. I can't remember what I was talking about now. Motion sickness. So on this coach to Bristol to see the uh, Pinocchio, I did start feeling uh, sick, but there was some mitigating circumstances. One, I didn't have the window seat because I was with Kaz. I think it's better for me to have the window seat because then I can actually look at what's going on because that's what motion sickness is. It's like a uh, and uh, what was it called? Like a mismatch between the motion you're feeling and what you're seeing it's better if you can actually look at the look ahead on the road but then also because it was cold outside 
they put the heating up to just like full whack and wouldn't turn it down and it was just like okay because it's cold outside doesn't mean we need to be like 40 degrees in here and so that's you know that that was making me feel not great either and then i don't know i don't know whether it was the maybe the driver wasn't that good or, or what but it was just like really really herky-jerky which it hadn't been when we went to Birmingham so yeah I don't know if there was a reason for that yeah I felt didn't feel great afterwards but so I was a bit like oh I thought it was kind of oh I thought I thought getting on a coach was like safe after my Birmingham trip because I hadn't had any I didn't have any issues on, on there so I think maybe it's just maybe it's just better when I'm on my own as well because I just stay like pretty still don't you know, move my head around or, or whatever. So I'll be okay when I go to see Tim Heidecker and Joe Perra. So that's something to look forward to in 2023. I don't have New Year's resolutions because like part of my counsellor doesn't like them for one thing. She likes to uh, not wait. If you want to have a New Year's resolution, just kind of, and I, I do try and just kind of continually throughout the year, try and have good habits, try and get rid of bad habits. It's all a bit of a juggling act. Like at the moment, I've added exercise into my habits, which has been missing for quite a while. In so doing, I've let meditation slip for the last two or three weeks. So it's just all about trying to find the balance. My guitar practice has suffered a little bit in the last few weeks, just because, partly because of the cold. Kind of, I kind of constantly try and improve myself in that way so I don't really yeah I don't really like to like wait and then have this thing so no new year's resolutions for me I've uh, I've rambled on for quite a while now so I think I will leave it there so yeah only anything left to say is I hope you have a, a wonderful Christmas I hope um I hope Mars has a wonderful Christmas because as I say I think kids are kind of what it's about and I'm sure for you seeing his little face will be the highlight of your christmas so yeah i hope it's uh i hope it all goes well happy new year as well if i don't speak to you before the new year yeah speak to you soon goodbye testing testing should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot for the sake of old lang syne? Yes, yeah, working. <laughs>